Yo, yo, yo. Okay. Yeah, one. I was waiting on the other two. Yeah. Uh, we just gonna start talking now. Uh, so, what? How did you feel about the two U.S. women's soccer games? Uh, pretty good. Um, first game, we beat the brakes off of Thailand. Everybody knows world record. Second game, pretty good. What do you play? Uh, Chile. Yeah, Chile. Got a couple headers in. Uh, who is it? Sherry Lloyd or Floyd? Harley Lloyd. Harley Lloyd. Um, longest consecutive goal streak. I think it was six games or so. So yeah, not bad. Yeah. I think they play Sweden next for the yep. group. It's knockout round. I think. Or I think, or I think they already advanced to the round of sixteen. I think this is just whoever yeah. wins wins the yeah. group. Yeah, they just they just won a uh, round to the sixteen. Yeah, so should be a good game with Sweden. I don't think Sweden too too bad, but it seems like no one can really keep up with the U.S. They've been ranked number one. I think France is ranked two. Sweden is probably ranked top five. I think so. Should be a good one. Just gotta find out when they play next because I have no idea. Uh, just to go back, just to go back off of what you somebody really <laughs> with some crickets. <laughs> oh God, Ramon! Of course, I ain't got a soundboard or something. Mhm. Now you need a laugh track. That's what you need. You need a laugh track. The crickets one is kind of funny. I ain't gonna lie. You need a laugh track. Can you turn off the crickets, man? <laughs> <laughs> you can't turn off the crickets. <laughs> I don't like, don't like the cricket sound effects. I mean, we like it right now, but it's just funny. <laughs> but yeah, man, just, just going out before we got the crickets. Uh, just going off of what Jared's saying, um, the U.S. women they played great, uh, and in two games in the in the World Cup, the they only held their two opponents to sh- two shots on target. So that's great for the defense. They outscored uh, teams sixteen to nothing. That's crazy. That, that's amazing, bro. Like, <laughs> that's just amazing. Uh, me and my aunt, because we weren't in the same house while we were watching the, the second game, but we were texting and going back and forth with it today, and she was like, I wonder why they're going with a new lineup. And I'm like, you got to think about it. This is the U.S. woman we're talking about. Like, we just we just won it last time. We right. we know we, we're about to go deep in the tournament. So it's like you kind of want to get everybody fresh, and you don't want to be like – Going all out, like scoring thirteen every freaking game. Even though we could, you know, we don't want to do it every game. So I mean, like, you you got to get the feel of it and stuff like that. You got to keep players fresh and stuff. So like, I understand why she why the coach went with a new lineup today. But uh, it was a it was a it was a great uh a great game by the U.S. women. Uh, the next game is um. Is Sweden, and that's going to be on the twentieth at two at uh two o'clock. That's Central time. 
And uh, that's that's like you were saying, that's gonna be a good match. Um, uh, the last time that we played Sweden, we but that was back in 2017. So, oh man, it's 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 gonna be a good game. Uh, we we even if we get a loss to Sweden, it really doesn't affect us because, like you were saying, we we already advanced to the uh to the knockout stage, right. We already basically won the group, so it's just like I would probably expect the U.S. women to not play everybody again. Maybe change the lineup a little more. Maybe not give Alex Morgan as many as much time. I think the second, this first game, I only think she played the whole first half. No, the first, the first game no, she played no, like this. She, the, the second game. Yeah, this game this morning, I only think she played the whole first half. Yeah, he did. It was like you had five goals. You just don't even, don't even worry about it. Right? You could you could just sit and chill. You you gonna uh get your uh your gold boot award. Right. So. I mean, hey, shout out to the um uh, to the women, and then uh, we got the U.S. men. They playing on the eighteenth. So they playing in a uh in a couple of days. They play against uh Ghana. They yeah, they play against they play against Ghana in the Gold Cup. So, I mean, it's just the summer of soccer, bro, and uh, it, right. it's gonna be great. All right, uh, now that we got uh, Ramon and Troy up in here, let's uh let's dive right into the uh to the next one. Um, the so we we were, Jared had brought this up earlier in our group chat, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and he was like. Uh, this interesting topic. He was like, which one is the hardest position or which one do you feel like is the hardest position in sports? Uh, let's start off with Ramon first. I'm going to go with quarterback. All right, Troy. Toughest position in all of sports. We talking about physical or mental? Or both. Uh, both. All of sports, every sport. Mentally, is quarterback. Physically, probably, probably linebacker. Yeah. Or running back. Because if you're a linebacker or a running back, you're getting hit on every play. If you're a running back, you're either getting hit because you have the ball, you're getting hit because you were a play action, you're getting hit because you're blocking somebody in pass pro. Linebacker, you're getting hit because you're either running into somebody, trying to play, hit a gap, make an attack, no matter what, get hit on every play. Yeah. Uh, Jared? Yeah, the only reason I came up with this idea is because uh, I thought one of what I thought would be would be one of the hardest would be just a goalie in general, like a soccer goalie. You got to understand, like you got people kicking the ball at a good thirty mile an hour. And you got to protect the whole goal. And I don't know. Some people are good at it. Some people aren't. This way, they, they kind of recruit with the wingspan, the height, penalty yeah. kicks. I mean, it's it's rare that somebody actually, you know, blocks a penalty kick. That's the kind of, like, uh, which I was saying, like. That's from Tim Howard right there. Yeah, when y'all talk about, like, mentally, like, you got to really, like, read your opponent. For penalties, and as far as hockey goalie goes, yeah, you got that little bitty ass puck. You got like eight people swarming you in the box. It's, it's just 
So I think I'd argue that hockey is harder than soccer only because the object is a lot smaller. Right. There's no room for error. You got to make an accurate decision on whether you're going to try to block it or catch it. Yeah. Plus, you got to wear a ton of gear, and it's a lot harder on your legs because you're almost in like a catcher's position, like you're playing baseball. The whole game. And you, like you said, that little bitty putt, that thing is like really flying at a good 65 miles an hour across the ice, if not faster. So it's hard to keep up with, especially when there's four of your teammates, four of the other teammates, everybody just swinging, hitting hitting the things. Like you really got to keep your eye on it. You got to have that, that hawk vision. Yeah. Uh, I think the hardest, the hardest position in sports uh, – I would say like a fighter or a boxer. That's gonna be that's hard. I thought about that. Yeah. I, I goalie is number is number two, and then um, Quarter, quarterback is somewhere in my top in my t- top five. But I think like if you're if you're in like a combat sport like that, like a fighter or a boxer like that. Damn! Somebody almost got into a car accident. Yeah, I agree with you, Zach. The reason why I didn't put it is because I figured team sports only. But no. when you're getting punched in the face several hundred times, yeah, if you get knocked out, that's an automatic concussion. Right. I mean, you're, you have long training camps. It's It wears your body down. It's mentally and physically draining. Yeah. I, I feel like when you guys were saying, like, a, a quarterback is definitely up there, uh, linebacker, running back. Uh, as a team sport-wise, a goalie. That's very good. But if we think it like individual, like I'm on like that individual person, I gotta go with some type of fighter. Doesn't matter what type of fighter you are. Yeah. I'll just go with a a heavyweight in the in mixed martial arts because you got two guys or you got a guy that's two hundred and forty, two fifty, two sixty, swinging four ounce gloves. If you get hit once, chances are you're probably gonna get starched, so <laughs> it's very calculated. Yep. That's why Brock Lesnar retired. Yep. Yep. Wasn't worth the money. Why get punched in the yeah, face plus, when you can get fake punched in the face and makes and make money still? Yeah, I could. I can make like six to seven million for like right. twenty dates a year. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, next little topic is uh, our favorite sports movies. Hey, what are y'all, some of y'all favorite sports? Sports movies of all time. I'm going to go with Blue Chips, White <laughs> Man Can't Jump, Damn. and Air Bud. Wait, Blue Chips? I never, I never seen Blue Chips. Chips? Yeah. White Man, White Man Can't Jump. Blue Chips got, got Blue Chips got shot. Surprising to say Uncle Drew. Prime check. Prime check. And <laughs> An air blood. Wait, wait, was that the air Gene blood. movie? Or the Kung Fu one? Air Bud? No, no, no. No, no, no. Blue Chips. Air Bud? <laughs> I, I thought that was a Netflix show called Blue. Uh, Blue something. You're probably thinking of something else. But no, it's an older movie. 
It's an older movie called Blue Chips. You Blue Chips, White Man Can't Kill, and Air Bud. I'll toss it. Oh, describe it. It's about a coach who's gonna who uh who's trying to get recruits, and he's gonna pay off. He's gonna pay off his players or decide if he wants to pay his players to come to his school. Basically, what the NCAA does now. Nah, they get people don't get caught. And it has Shaq in it. I mean, yeah, they get caught, but for the most part, a lot of them get away with. Don't really get caught until until like. Five, six years yeah. into their career, and the shit. All they can do is just take away the ring. Yeah, and Airbus. That dog was amazing. All right, uh, Troy. Yeah, Troy. We just gonna keep that in that order. Troy, what's your favorite? Uh, it's tough to pick one specific movie. I'm not really a huge fan of baseball movies, except for maybe The Sandlot. Basketball, Coach Carter, really good. Um, yeah, Coach Carter. Black, black movie right there, yeah. Uh, Troy get his black car for Coach He Got Carter. Game was really good. But my overall favorite would have to be The Longest yeah. Yard. Uh, what, I, was, I was about to say, there's one of y'all are not naming. <laughs> the, the remake. I mean, the remake? You pretty much you take a bunch of – yeah, the remake. You take a bunch of WWE superstars. You got Kevin Nash. You got Stone Cold, Goldberg. Mix it in with people like Adam Sandler and Burt Reynolds and Michael Irvin and Nelly and all these rappers, actors, yeah. football yeah. players, coaches. Terry Crews up in there. Terry Crews, Joey Diaz. Overall, a very stout movie. Yeah. <laughs> and his honorable mention is Airbud. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was in like fifth grade. I don't think I've seen it since then, but I don't hate the movie. I think it's cool. Uh, one of my favorite movies, yeah. probably one of one of my favorite sports movies of all time, son, is The Longest Yard. Not the long. So the fuck I'm talking about when. <laughs> 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 nah, the longest yard is fire though. That is what yeah. got the top five. But number one, son, you ever heard yard. of when the game stands tall? Yeah, that movie. Yeah. I've heard of it. Super fire. When the game stands tall, like sleep. Wait, but, okay, wait, yeah, we got it. Wait, I know it's wait, wait, wait. I was an extra. <laughs> I, I was an extra about in that movie. How? How? Because it was that. That shit was filmed out here. Yeah, it was a, it was at EJ. Oh, fine. So you mean to tell me when I go watch this movie, I'm like, hey, that's such and such. Did you like? Were you in the movie for uh, like I was, more than fucking three yeah, seconds? I was in the stand. Like how they do extras and shit. A lot. The Blind Side, one of also one of my favorites. Oh, mm. Well, I mean, low key that movie kind of garbage. So like, not that I was watching that. It was kind of garbage. Back in the day, it was fine. Remember the Titans? I mean, it's kind of yeah. said that. Like Troy said, I don't really fuck with baseball movies. Well, I like Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah. Wait, what about that? Let's not forget the man. man. <laughs> Wait, what, what was that movie with uh with Bernie Mac? Uh... Yeah, yeah. That was Mr. Three Thousand. Um. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah, nobody there. said Space Jam. I mean, I, I 
was gonna say that. Exactly, I was gonna say that, but I mean that's Space Jam too. Oh, like Mike, so y'all like like Mike was my favorite thing. Usually, dog, like Mike was funny. The game plan with the rock. No, the game plan. It was funny, but it was ass. Uh, oh no! Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, did y'all see? Whoa, whoa! Oh, Madison. I mean, the, the girl in the movie yeah, though, she, she's, she's kind of decent now, grown up. Yeah, she's kind of somewhat decent now, but. Great <laughs> idea. Great idea. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, uh, Talladega Nights. I forgot about that movie. Talladega Nights top five greatest movies of all time. And that is, a, I mean, technically that's a sports movie. That's a NASCAR movie. So. There's, there's another one. Well, I, I know the, there's a, there's another baseball movie. Uh, I mean, that's still the sports, Angels, yeah. the Angels in the Outfield. Oh, Angels in like the Outfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I put that on my list. So. Uh, oh, yeah. dude. Oh man, what's that with uh the freaking Charlie Sheen? Where we tripping? They got a yeah, fire ass yeah, baseball I, movie. I, I forgot about the title. Um. I mean, everybody has a cellular device. They could just look that up. Oh, loving basketball. Anybody? Major League. Oh, Major League. I was just watching that shit like last week. For yeah. Bad News Bears? Right. Nah, Bad News Bears. So it's oh, all about Rock. Oh, well, Rocky, yeah, Rocky and the Cream. Hoop, hoop Dreams. I, that Tanya. Movie. I never watched that shit. Yeah. yeah. Rocky. Uncle Any Drew, given Sunday, classic. Thunderstrike. <laughs> Wait, Thunderstrike. Air, Air Bud. Yeah, Air Bud. Like Kevin the Red had a movie. Yeah, Thunderstrike. Oh, Hurricane Grace Season. Son, no, y'all ever saw Hurricane Season? Yeah, oh, John Well, what? Friday night. like Hurricane season was basically like when um John Hurt won the state championship. They didn't have no gym because of Hurricane Katrina. It was like Rudy practicing like a broken gym and they had to go play on the road all the time and they still won the state championship. So yeah. John Aaron had a gang fight like three weeks ago at the end of the school year. I think they confiscated like two guns or something. I don't know what the hell's (laughs) wrong with the West Bank. (laughs) Everything's wrong with the West Bank. But yeah, just some classics. Boy, nobody said Bend It Like Beckham. What y'all see? see this? Oh, Insanity. That is a real movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, that Netflix movie that uh came out, I think, like earlier this year. Um, Amateur. Amateur. Some the replacements. The no, oh, my God. Oh, the Water Boy. Oh, Waterboy, Rudy. Is the concussion or, or just concussion? I'm... Draft, 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 draft day. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. Low-key draft day fire. It's trash, but it's fire. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody else. Teppy Gilmore. Ray Allen. That was a good movie. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. Nobody, nobody named another great underrated movie. Well, it's not oh, underrated. Nobody Ducks, named yeah. The Mighty Ducks, yeah. boy. That was fire. I ain't messing with the song. I mean, Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> Rudy. 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 
42 for all the for all the African Americans. Ah, uh, 42 was, was a good movie. Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> Caddy dog. Caddy set. <laughs> slap shots, y'all like hockey. Old school slap shot. I think that's about it. Never heard of it. Breaking he's away. He's just reading off a list. That's enough. <laughs> False. Semi pro was heard about Will Ferrell. Okay. Dodgeball. Anyway. Does that count? Counts and dodgeball is definitely in there. Uh, no dodgeball, don't count. Yeah. Honorable mention. It's technically no, sports. No, so it's that yeah, Air Bud, uh, with a uh, blazer, blazer gore. That that doesn't and, that and, doesn't and count. That's just not no, nah, that's not counting. I'm pretty sure Dodgeball could make the shit. Dodgeball definitely could make the Olympics. I ain't going to flex for that. I don't know. If they're booting wrestling out of the Olympics, I don't think we can call Dodgeball a sport. Okay. Well, no. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Balls uh, of Fury was oh, cool. Oh, that, uh, that basketball movie with Will Ferrell. Uh... That that was that was uh, semi pro. Semi pro. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. I thought yeah. that was another name. Okay. Anyway, North Dallas Forty. We're going on to the fire. <laughs> We're going on to the next one. Everybody's still classic. So our North next topic is uh, everyone's favorite Madden players. You know, you have you, we all had that favorite man player that just won us a uh, championship, or he's just unstoppable one Madden uh, game or Madden game cycle. So we're going offense uh, first, then we're gonna go some defense. Right. Yeah, buckle more. up, this is about to be. Uh... <laughs> we'll start us off. That's a yeah. You're going to. I offensive McGo with Reggie Bush, Vince Young, Calvin Johnson, Michael you? Vick, and Ladanian Thompson. What? I got my years. <laughs> nah, yeah, I got a, I I got got some of them got a year on it, some of them don't. <laughs> Is Hi, it? Troy. Best offensive player in the history of Madden is definitely Michael Vick in Madden 04. Pretty much 99s across the board. 95 to 99. I think he had like 98 speed or something. Pretty ridiculous. Best running back in the history of Madden is Chris Johnson in Madden 11. Dude was 99 speed. Or actually, I think he had 100 speed, 100 acceleration. Dude could catch, run, juke, spin. Best receiver in Madden history, Brandy Moss in Madden 06 when he first got traded to the Raiders. I don't know why, but they they, they overhyped that that trade. Not that Randy Moss was bad. It was more of the Raiders just being a dysfunctional uh, black hole. Y'all hear him going in the house. Toilet bowl, just great garbage. 
you've been going in and out. I've been kind of peaceful. Well, I, I, I can, I can, yeah, we can still hear you. So you good. Keep going. Alright, so Randy Moss and Madden 06. Then I got two more rounding it out. I got Calvin Johnson from Madden 15. I think he was pretty much 99 everything. And Reggie Bush in Madden 08, the sluggo god. Dude had like 97 speed, 98 acceleration, like 90 catch, 99 juke. Just a total package if you knew how to use him. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, my list ain't too far from y'all's. Like you said, Chris Johnson, Madden 11. You put the game speed on very fast, so it's basically like a cheat code. Aaron Rodgers and Madden 15, only because I used to play niggas online. I was at UL, and I only used the Packers, and I never lost. Madden 19, when I had Mariota, and I was dicing niggas up in the fucking in the Madden League. And then Madden 11, when I first started playing online, I had Reggie Bush, and then I had LaShawn McCoy. My online record was 14-3, and three, then I retired. I was like... That record's too far. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> also, Tracy Porter, that same year, I used to play online with the Saints. Asante Samuel, the best DB, top five best DB in Madden history. Uh, I remember that one year we had that Madden league. Troy told me to trade for Cortez Allen. Man, had 11 picks. So, there you go. Forgot and... that dude existed. <laughs> and then Troy Palomalu, Madden 10. Honorable mention was when we first met Ramon, and I had Johnny Manziel, and I used to wipe his ass with Johnny Manziel. So, that was a, what the fuck? Somebody got a damn robot. Right. Maybe that's other Ramon players. Ramon is yeah, down, boy. No, definitely maybe not me. Ramon. Definitely not me. That's the government. That's the government. It was just the crickets. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what? Of course, Michael Vick. I, f- I feel like Michael Vick is going to be on everybody's list. Uh, Randy Moss, uh, 2009. Uh, Damian Thompson, uh, I'm going to say 2008 or 2009. Uh, who else is Gronk, uh, to uh, Madden 19. Uh, Megatron, uh, Madden 15. And Aaron Rodgers, 2000. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Madden 15. No. Uh, honorable mention is uh, T.O., Madden 04. And uh, what? AP, Madden 15. I was just going to say AP, Madden 15. Actually, AP was the number one rear back in Madden 15, I think. I think he was like a 99 or 98. Mm-hmm. He was a 99. Madden 15, yeah. No, he was a 98. Kelvin Johnson. 
the, the year that he oh Ray Lewis too yeah I was about to get the defense yeah. oh yeah do your defense Ramo starts off with some defense all right we're gonna go in no particular order Sue and Dominic Sue when he played for the Lions Bob Sanders for the Colts instant hit stick machine Tyrene Matthew Eric Berry and Richard Sherman. Sure. All right, best defensive player in the history of Madden has to be Ed Reed in Madden 08. He was 99. He had like 94 speed, 99 zone, probably high 90s man, 90-something hit power, 90-something tackle, just an overall machine. My best corner probably be Patrick Peterson in Madden 15. He didn't have the greatest stats. I think he was like a 94 overall, but he just – if you threw it his way, he was picking it. There wasn't no aggressive catch in Madden at the time. Right. Best linebacker, I got at number three, Patrick Willis, no doubt about it, from Madden 13. I think he had like 90 speed, 95 zone, 99 hit power, 99 tackle, pursuit. User God, if you let the CPU just do its thing, he would still force fumbles and catch picks. At number four, I got Darrell Revis from Madden 09. I think he was 99, 96 speed, 99 man in the zone and press. This was back when Darrell Revis was the unquestionable best cornerback in the league. And at number five, I got J.J. Watt from Madden 16. Pretty much, as soon as you hiked the ball, you had about two seconds to get because your right tackle was getting smashed. And that'll round out my top five. And I already basically did mine. But I will say, again, Troy Palomalu, Levante David, I'm surprised nobody said. Uh, Any Madden, these are killing it. Aaron Donald and Madden 19 was a problem. Aaron Donald, Madden 20, going to be a problem. Uh... Let's see, Jalen Ramsey, top 10. And another sleeper is Lattimore from last year. That dude was an absolute coverage machine, man machine, which I expect nothing to – well, I don't know. They they might buff him up. They might nerf him a little bit. They might bring some of the stats down for next season, but I'm not really too worried about it. And another problem is Deion Jones. So there you go. Nobody said Cam Jordan, Chuck. Uh, Akita Lee, man, he was all right. He just depended on, like, if you're playing a CPE, I wouldn't throw it too much to his way. Stephon Gilmore was overrated. Let me throw you a quick honorable mention. Madden 16, Von Miller, absolute stud. Yeah, I think that dude was – I think he was a 99 overall Von Miller. No question. Yeah. You could play him on the edge, rushing. You could user him because he had like 89, 90 speed. Was that it was the a block Super Bowl shed. MVP or was that the year Yeah, after? that was yeah. season. All right. Uh, so – Ed Reed, of course. I'm going 07 Ed Reed. Uh, they like, like what Troy basically said. 07, 08 Ed Reed was like 
kind of kind of the same, except for I think 08, his stats was like a higher, a little more higher. But they're they both versions of Ed Reed is just crazy. It was insane. Uh, I, another person nobody mentioned is a uh, Lil Mac. Mac. あ、ルーキーのプロブレムマネジメント。あ、I He's a good car. It's just his speed is just like a little hard in coverage. Uh, Another honorable mention is the uh, Madden 25 49ers defense. I can't remember every single one of them, but man, that Madden 25 instant fumbles. 49ers defense? (laughs) Instant fumbles. Yeah, that shit wasn't even right. I'd, I'd throw 13 in there above 25 because they still had all their corners. Yeah. Like you had the game plan around it and it didn't even work. Yeah. Like and they had over the middle, it's like 95, high speed, high hit power. Yeah. Any passes over the middle, it's like, yep, fall. There was no passing over the middle in those Maddens. That was. That was when the, exactly. the linebacker super jump was first introduced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was – yeah. Uh, was Did, didn't appreciate that one. Was another good one. Uh, damn, I'm, I'm forgetting a good corner that we're leaving out. Uh, Richard Sherman. Champ Bailey? Oh, yeah, Champ Bailey. Richard Sherman. Uh, but Richard Sherman was short-lived, though, so I don't know. Josh Norman for that one year. Charles Woodson in Madden 11. Oh, Charles Woodson. Uh, Namdi Asamoah. Sam Shields, Madden 15. Thank you, one of those. Oh, guys. yeah, that dude was fast. Oh, oh, oh. Mike, uh, Jenkins, Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Saints or Eagles version. Sharper. Yeah, Sharper. I'm forgetting one. Probably the best Madden corner ever is DRC. Do a 6'2", 98 speed, 99 man. That's all you needed. Yeah. Where are you about to go? Where are you going? Let's see. Bring me back some chips. Overall, I mean, it's I, I got to put Randy. That's what I'm saying. I gotta put got Randy Moss up there. Buy some hot Cheetos or something. Uh, uh, who else? Most dominant hot cards, definitely Randy Moss. Nobody, oh, Probably nobody said not. Bobby Wagner. Sure. Wagner's good. He's just a little short for me. Yeah. Anthony Barr is more my style. Ooh, Earl okay. Thomas. Nah, not Earl. Not Cam Earl. Chancellor. Yeah, I was about to say Cam Chancellor. Uh, Earl, the only problem with Earl Thomas is you could kind, you could throw over him. Like his jumping ability wasn't that great. So he could, uh, he he wouldn't
best tight end in Madden history, Jimmy Graham from Madden 12. Jimmy Graham, Jeremy Shackey, Kellen Winslow. Nah, Kellen Winslow is bad from this discussion. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, no Jordan, Jordan Reed. Uh, Jordan Reed's probably the best route runner. Ooh. Antonio Gates I, back in like Madden 06 was an oh, yeah, Antonio Gates. Oh, uh, yeah, Antonio Gates yeah. was. Tony him and LT. Back in like yeah, Tony, 06. Tony Gonzalez was nasty. Greg Olson. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. I mean, he's a good route runner, but he's still slow. Another person who we really shouldn't be bringing up. Another person we shouldn't be really bringing up in this discussion. Aaron Hernandez. Oh, my God. Fired. Uh, fired. Nah. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 fired. 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 I'm just saying he was fired. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't no air bud, but I mean, He wasn't was no air bud. <laughs> Where we need the <laughs> for real. Wait. Tyler Eifert. So now we. Oh, yeah, dude, that's always hurt. Yeah. not great. Regular Madden, he's too slow. Otherwise, solid. So Ramon, who? Who's your Madden team going to be this year? Who's my Madden team going to be this year? I was thinking about the Cardinals, but I don't know about the defense. But I don't know yet. Enjoy throwing into the back of your left guard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's either the Cardinals, the, um, the Chiefs, or the Chargers. I don't even know who I want at this point. I'll I'll have to play the game. Or the 49ers, maybe the 49ers. Even though if anybody wants Jimmy Garoppolo, y'all let me know. Uh-oh. So who 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 are you taking that key? If I go with them. Airbud. <laughs> Fucking Airbud. <laughs> yeah, Airbud. Lassie. Lassie at Q. Who's gonna draft a white guy with blonde hair and name him Airbud? Or trade for Jared Goff. He basically looks like the prototypical air like QB. False. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting this in in-division trade. Zion Williamson's going to be my quarterback. Oh, I just thought of something. Y'all forgot a very, very important piece to Madden history. The best return specialist in the history of Madden, Mr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Master. It was oh. over. Dante Hall. Dante Hall was good. Dante Hall was nasty. I know, I know. I'm just, I just wanted to throw nah, it. But I just wanted to throw his name. And Hester, son, if, even on all Madden, if he ran a punt back, yeah. If anybody punted to you, throw, throw, I like the Madden, Evan Hester was so fast, you could literally run back and forth. This was when they didn't have like mid play fatigue. You could literally just circle back and forth until everybody got picked up and then hit a sideline. It's oh yeah, we used to do that, Reggie. Bush. I mean, even. Even the year when he switched over to receiver, it's like you can use him as receiver. You couldn't catch really, but no, I mean his speed was still sure, there. The, the, the tactic you're talking about was good with Reggie Bush, and believe it or not, it was with Julian Edelman too. 
I remember one time I played the CPU and I had six touchdown returns with Jimmy Edelman just running around in circles. Yeah, that shit was that shit was incredible. Julian Edelman. Another good Madden player was uh underrated, I think so. Was uh Ronnie Brown with that Wildcat that year for the Wildcat. That was kinda cold. Uh that old um Roddy he was kinda pulling Madden. But oh, at the same time Ricky? kinda was. What about Ricky Williams? Ricky Williams and the Wildcat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ricky. Team, but I don't know. He never really was great in regular mad and and Seth was like oh, oh wait. Y'all know who y'all forgot about? Frank Gore on the Colts, dog. Frank Gore used to run shit. I did not Gore and like, like Madden Marvin Harrison in Madden Nine. Yeah, couldn't fuck with Frank Gore. Dallas Clark. Oh, Peyton Manning too. Peyton Manning would literally audible every play until he scored a touchdown. I don't know why Madden gave him that shit, but like every time he get to the line, he'd call an audible. And it wasn't a glitch, though. It was just how he played. Like, it was literally just how he played. So. Another underrated guy, Chad Johnson, and by, back in, like, Madden 05, 06, and Sean Alexander. Chad. T.J. Hushmanzada. Oh, yeah, T.J. Hushmanzada. Marshawn Lynch. Oh, bro, I can't believe, dude. Marshawn Lynch in Madden 15 was illegal. What, was I was in a 32-man no, nah, he was he was the Seahawks. No, nah, the Seahawks. Yeah, I was in all Seahawks league on the Seahawks in fifteen and with thirty two users and I think I had like twenty seven hundred rushing <laughs> yards with him. Yeah. I was running strong power all game because it was a cheese league. There was no rules. Strong yeah. power left, strong power right, strong power. I think I have a picture on my phone when I beat this dude like seventy six to fifty something. <laughs> <laughs> That was, yeah, that, that was my favorite Madden. I think this next upcoming Madden might might trump it. Yeah, 20 does look, sound pretty yeah, great. Potential for sure. It's going to be way better than 19 and previous ones, I can tell you that. Yeah, you should make an I honorable mean, mention I'm... list for players with crap overalls that played way better. Wait, Troy, you didn't put Deshaun Jackson on your list? No, nah, I never really used the Eagles like that. And when I did use them, I used to just scramble with Vic or run with McCoy. I would, son, I would literally run yeah, screen right, sense. screen left, pitch right, pitch. I was running that Harley offense, boy. And that shit used to be on. That shit used to be cheese as hell. Jackson, that Harley, that Harley slash Justin offense. Most underrated play action receiver. Flash the Madden has to be Devry Henderson from Madden 07. That dude had like 98 speed. Absolute glitch. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Anybody else? Or y'all want to get into the next? Because we can just sit here. I think everybody covered it pretty much. Sit here and list more Madden players if we really wanted to, but. We'll be until that <laughs> for yeah. <laughs> All right, but I will say this: yeah, last saw, thing I'll say, six. last thing I'll say is Mahomes Madden twenty might give O four Vic a run for his money. That's the last thing I'll say about that. With that X factor and that no look and the throw on the run, I think his X factor is going to be too much. Of it. A difference maker. You got to make five consecutive throws of thirty plus yards without getting sacked or having an incompletion. 
to unlock Bazooka. He's throwing a run at It's gonna be tough. Yeah, they're they're. I'll give it a month before they before they nerf it. They'll probably tone it down by maybe three or four overall. Nobody's talking about Camaras uh, X Factor. Well, Camaras X Factor is gonna be everything about Camaras X Factor. People are just gonna move. You'll be one on one with linebackers. They're just gonna run. Uh, running back slants or whatever that is, the little triangle route, and then, yeah, basically, it was just it all playing with the Saints. Yeah, so it's just gonna be on catches with rack, right? And if you try to use it a linebacker, you're just gonna put somebody out of position. So yeah, unless like you're think, standing right in front of Camaro and catch it every time. Yeah, you're going to have to move a, a, a safety in the middle or you're just going to have to hold some else. So, so I've, I've been looking at that and I was like, there's going to be some huge exploitations in Madden 20 early on. So, I'll wait. I ain't about to break my, my TV. I ain't about to break my PlayStation before I get rid of it. Which I'm not going to get rid of it, but put it, put it in a box somewhere so it won't get dusty. Maybe I'll sell it for 300 200 It's a first generation. I'll sell it for like 200 Anyway, before we get, we we going to talk about that uh, PlayStation versus, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to call that shit that you plan on buying. Google Stadia? We're gonna talk about that on another podcast. Anyways, uh, the shout out to the six. Uh, they won the championship. Toronto finally got a championship. That's crazy. And guess who? Guess who? Guess who predicted that? I said six or seven. Toronto. Well, I knew for a fact it was going to be Golden State and the Raptors. I said that shit. We first did that podcast. I didn't think the Raptors were going to win it. I'll be honest. I I didn't think the Raptors had a chance. Well, given, you know, KD Clay would have been there, shit would have been way different. So, I I, can't predict anything. Yeah, I think I said the 76ers, but damn, I didn't think Joel was going to be that hurt. I know Ben Simmons was going to be a liability, but damn, Joel was really hurt. Yeah, if you're the 76ers, you need to move Embiid now. <laughs> you could probably get an incredible haul. Ben Simmons is LeBron 2.0. All you need is a rim protector, a stretch four, a wing who can 3 and D, and a shooting guard who can shoot. Put that around Ben Simmons, you win the East. It's not, it's not rocket science. But instead, they got J.J. Reddick, Jimmy Butler, not that great of a shooter. Tobias Harris, he's a solid shooter, but not that great of a shooter. Joel Embiid, okay shooter, not that great of a shooter. None of them can stay healthy except for Tobias Harris, so I don't know. Well, I don't know if y'all saw, but I put in the kid chat. Cousin claims that he is fully guaranteed to go to L.A., so... Uh, I don't see that'll be. I don't see what they're going to do. TMZ's reporting. 
I mean, that's a good point that they probably can't afford it. But you never know. Kawhi might see AD and LeBron out there and be like, hell, I'll go give me another. So, Kawhi doesn't but, seem like he has that mentality. He's more of a Kawhi guy who likes to get the job done. I don't see LA yeah. being his. He, he's the type of person that just doesn't fit in LA. He's introverted. Why would you go to LA? Right. You could Why stay in Toronto. To I could. Most people in Toronto probably won't even know who you are. Right. I mean, I just. <laughs> well, I don't know like, about that. Now he just won a. He just won NBA final with the only basketball team in Canada. I think he's a damn. I think he's like true. moved right under Drake. Canada's more known for baseball. There's a bunch of white people out there that don't really follow basketball unless it's the playoffs, which is where all the crowd comes from. Because if you watch a regular season game and a Toronto team that's not that good, that stadium looks like the damn <laughs> Grizzlies midseason. There, right. there, nobody goes to those games. And, they have and then if you're free health you get you ain't gonna have to spend another dime in that city. Any restaurant you walk into, clothing store, they give you oh, let me give you this count discount, or let me give you this piece of steak for free, or you can get this pair of shoes for free. Oh, Kawhi Leonard, yeah, yeah. Right. And then you go to LA, you got big time taxes, you got money hungry business people, ain't gonna give you not a dime for free. You ain't getting shit for free. Yeah. And then he's gonna be called a snake. And all this other stuff. I don't know. I feel like Toronto's the uh, best thing for Kawhi for him. Toronto is the perfect fit. You have perfect complementary pieces if they bring everybody back. Gasol's the perfect center. He's not a guy that's going to require the ball, but when he does get the ball, he'll get the job done. He's going to defend. Siakam's going to be a superstar in two years. May even already you can consider him a superstar the way he played in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry's just going to defend, pass the ball. He'll knock a three down, do his job. Danny Green, I could see them booting Danny Green because he played like great garbage in the playoffs. He couldn't throw a golf ball in the ocean if he was swimming in it. <laughs> Jake Ray asked Boot Danny Green, pick up DJ Ray. He can't uh, give the ball to go get a wide open layup. Honestly, J.J. Reddick's shot creating is actually a lot better than it used to be. I know he's like 34 now, but I watched him when I watched him play last – actually, not last year, but it, the last year he was with the Clippers when everybody was starting to get hurt. That dude was actually pretty good. Like, he was driving to the basket, finishing. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing because, like, Orlando J.J. Reddick, if you wasn't hitting him in stride wide open, you wasn't getting not a point from him. And he damn sure wasn't doing nothing on defense. Oh. Honestly, if I'm the Raptors, I think I boot Danny Green and I just move Van Vliet to starting shooting guard. Dude's a, He's great on the catch and shoot. He's not the biggest and he doesn't defend the best, but the guy's got a lot of heart and will and he wants to compete, and I think that'd be a good spot for him. I think he could, he could be the starting two guard there. They'd just have to pick up a backup for Kyle Lowry. They got no one's house. You could put Kyle at the uh, at the two. He could be he, Kyle's a combo guard, but I I like that idea. They're uh, both combo guards. I mean, it'd be like a CP3 Harden type of thing. They could both handle the ball, play off each other. Yeah, 
definitely. And then you could go into free agency and see if you could pick a guy like Rondo oh, up. I think that would be a perfect fit as like a six man for the, or a seven man for the Raptors because they got a perfect six man with Ibaka. Come off the bench, energy, mid range, post game, blocking or, shots. Or take Alfred Payton off our hands. I hope, yeah, I don't. I don't think the Pelicans are going to bring him back. I don't think he. I think Alfred Payton's actually really talented and a lot better than people give him credit for. I just don't think he fits with New Orleans. I think he would fit better on a team that can actually compete right now because of his skill set. He's making everybody else better, so he would elevate their bench. So like a LA, like a Lakers, or oh. no, I think the Raptors are perfect for Alfred Payton. I don't think the I don't think the Lakers make a lot of sense because even your bench guys, anybody on the Lakers you want has to be able to shoot the ball. You got AD and LeBron on the same team. You need nothing but shooters around them. Sure. Magic Johnson resigned Brook Lopez. He would look like a genius right now, even though he's not there no more. Because Brook Lopez would have been a a beautiful fit. I feel like the Bucks are gonna have a good if they if they have that same squad, that's gonna be a good squad. Dude, oh, the Bucks are in trouble. Everybody except for Bledsoe and Giannis is a free agent. Brogdon's due, Middleton's due, Miritich is due, Brooke Lopez is due. There's four guys right there that they absolutely need. Let's get into this uh, big news, big, big news. Uh, Lakers versus uh, and Pelicans trade. Of course, everybody, everybody knows by now. Uh, Pelicans got the number four overall pick. Uh, uh, two, two more first rounds. Um, we also got Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, and then L.A. just got Anthony Davis. Uh, I hope they would have took Solomon Hill off our hands, but hey, how do y'all feel about the trade? I mean, he pretty much got what he wanted this whole time, and it's pretty much the same. I think y'all should have got Kuzma in the pick, I mean, in the deal, but yeah, I got a I lot to touch on this one. I'll try to make it as good as possible. Rocks. When I first saw the trade, I was immediately aggravated because it wasn't it didn't involve Kuzma. But there are several things in this trade that make the trade completely lopsided. So we get unprotected first round picks, 19, 21, tw- or no, correction, 21 is not unprotected. It's 20, I mean, it's 19 and it's 24, right? In 2024, LeBron James is going to be 40 years old. That pick's going to be garbage, and we're going to get it. The 2021 pick is inverse protected 9 through 30s. The Lakers keep it, or uh, the Pelicans get it, and if it's 9 through 30, the Lakers keep it. Okay. If the pick is not completed, it becomes unprotected in 2022, which that's probably what's going to happen, and I think the Pelicans might end up getting LeBron's son. And then we get pick swap rights in 23 and 25. So basically, if I pick it higher than theirs in 23 and 25, we could trade the pick. So overall, I think Paul was really good. 
And the reason why I think it's amazing is if you look at, like, the Kawhi Leonard trade, all they really got was DeMar DeRozan and, like, a late first-round pick. Uh, Paul George, I think he had two years left. They got Oladipo and Sabonis for him. That was, an, that was a solid trade. But for the Pelicans, who have a one-plus-one left on Davis, basically a one because he's declining that option, to be able to get that many assets back when the Celtics made it openly uh, available that they were not going to part with Jason Tatum unless that was the only thing we're going So I think the Pelicans made out great. Cool. Uh, hey, AD. And we got some solid pieces for the next two or three years. We got to get you got to get somebody real. We'll really be able to center on Zion, but yeah, you never. Zion and Zoe could really get like a bond, and we could get like that duo that we could have for a good while. Without... I don't know how long Zoe wants to stay here, but win some games, I guess they'll change. If I'm the if I'm the Pelican uh, front office, I'm telling Lonzo like, look, Lonzo, we just gave up our star player, so you could come over here and be our star player. Please. So you got you got no choice. You are in New Orleans for years to come. If Drew can mold him into the kind of player Drew Holiday is, I think he'll be solid. He's already got like defensive abilities. Let's get him better shooting. Yeah. And then, you know, we create the files that we need, the open pass, get Zion to be able to shoot the free throws, have Zion, or actually be able to get Zion to shoot outside the perimeter, too, because we don't need this man hit with, you know, 40 points in a paint. The floor a little bit, too, so I guess it'll... We'll see how it plays out. I don't know what we're going to do with that fourth pick, but I'm interested. I didn't know. Well, I know what you – I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> hand, I think you liked them. <laughs> right, let me touch one more thing. The original trade that everybody said was stupid that we declined was Kuzma, Ball, Ingram, Subots. And Josh Hart, or no, it wasn't Josh Hart. It was somebody else. Oh, it was uh, call, was it Caldwell? Yeah, it was Caldwell Pope. Plus, now everybody's saying we were we're still stupid because we could have had Kuzma, but we essentially if we would have took that deal, the Pelicans' draft picks wouldn't have been one and would have been like ten and like sixteen. Plus, we wouldn't have got the two other guaranteed picks plus the two other swap rights. So we essentially traded Kuzma for Zion Williamson, the number four pick, and two other picks plus the opportunity to get two swaps. So I think that the the deal we got this at, at this point was numerous amounts better because, yeah, Caldwell Pope's trash, Zubach, Kuzma, I mean, in my opinion, he's the third best asset they had. As far as players go, I think Lonzo is the best asset just because he doesn't have to deal with blood clots. I think Brandon Ingram is definitely better than Kuzma. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to ask you, how, how do you feel about the trade versus uh, 
before before the deadline of the trade now. Uh, but the, my next thing is, uh, what what are y'all predictions for the Pelicans? Actually, no, no, no. We, we're going to get to that very last. Uh, with this fourth overall pick, what do you guys think the uh, Pelicans can do? Because I've been seeing some things uh, that the Pelicans should draft. I've been seeing the Pelicans should trade down with the Hawks and get the sixth and the tenth or whatever. Because the Hawks have, like, two two first-rounders or something like that. So the, maybe the Pelicans should get more picks or – trade down with the Hawks, or maybe they should just completely get out the uh get out the first round with that fourth overall pick and get a player that can help right now. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of uh, package for Bill. Trade down, the fourth so. pick for Bradley Bill. Uh, how old is Bradley Bill? Yeah, hey, that, that's a that's a pretty good thing, right? They get. He'll be 26, but yeah. So package him and Ingram. Bradley Beal, you didn't have to move Drew Holiday because I don't think the Drew Beal pairing would work because two of those guys definitely need the ball. That's Lonzo and Beal, and then Drew can't really do anything offensively unless he has the ball. So you have to move somebody, and I guess that would be Drew getting moved out. Uh, but to answer the question, the best thing they can do is move the pick because I don't really like their options at four. Darius Garland's probably the best player available, but he can bring to us what Lonzo can because of playmaking abilities. He's pretty much like a he's like a poor man's Damian Lillard. Not necessarily poor man's as he's just trash, but I think he's just like a score first type of guy. So I look for us to take number four and maybe get, like, number eight and 17 plus another first from the Hawks. I like that idea, because I was thinking, like, if we move down, we can see who, who we can get, um, maybe be, like, a uh, an impact player, but have a rotation, like, a bench rotation guy, uh, maybe, like, a... Uh, I'm thinking Cam Reddish, but I, that's just because I, I would like to see that like to have another a young shooter that's not going to cost that much and who could come off the bench and we could have time to get him to develop. But I don't know. And with the A-Pick, I feel like he'll be gone by then. Uh, Cam Reddish is a good one. Uh, the Texas Tech guy, he's another good one. If they traded for the 8-17 in the Nets 2020 pick, I think Cam Reddish will be there at 8, and I think that's who they'll take. And at 17, I, I suspect he would probably target somebody like Bol Bol. Bobo, Nasir Little. My my two top trade targets would be Markinen from the Bulls, and then number two would probably be Miles Turner. I think those two fit better with our team. Well, Markinen is untouchable. Him and Wendell Carter, but everybody else in the Bulls are available. What I read. Carter's not even that good. Exactly. Yeah. Used to have blue hair in 2K18 because whoever made the draft class didn't realize that he didn't have blue hair. But anyways, so what do you think it's gonna take before they they uh, decide what they're gonna do? Because when the with the draft Thursday, huh? So yeah, they oh, you know by like Wednesday, Wednesday or Tuesday what they're doing with this pick. 
I don't even think it'll be Wednesday because you have to make a move and still have time to assess. So I think if they don't make a move Monday or Tuesday, they're keeping the pick. Yeah. Unless they're making assessments and they make a draft day trade. That's the only other way. Wait, so so you guys know how they, they said the, the Anthony Davis deal is going to be, like, done in July. But how how – how can the draft, is it going to say, like, oh, this is the Lakers pick, or is it going to say, oh, this is the Pelicans yes. pick? Uh, number four pick comes up no matter who the Pelicans trade it to or if the Pelicans keep it. Whoever gets called up will put the Lakers hat on, yes. Okay. But eventually they, they know they're going to New Orleans or they're going they're to Right. So they be drafted by the Pelicans. They'll be traded to the Pelicans. Because the deal goes through on July sixth, because that's when David Griffin wants it to go through, because he wants David or he wants Anthony Davis gone as soon as possible, and also because if you do it that way, uh, there's some type of uh, salary thing they had kick in for like eight million dollars. I forgot for who it was or something. Oh, it's for the draft slot. They yeah. have to have that eight million dollars for the number four pick on the cap. So therefore, the Lakers would only have. Twenty-three million to play with in free agency, as opposed to July thirtieth. Yeah, I was reading somewhere like that because of that difference. Now, uh, instead of having two max slots, now they have one max slot. No, they they don't have no max slots now. They would have had one, but now they don't. Damn. That's why they people don't think they'll get Kemba Walker or Kawhi Leonard because if you look at their total cap like their cap situation right now. The only other person that's making any type of money that's not LeBron or AD is freaking Kyle Kuzma, and he's making $1.7 million this year. They, they literally cannot create cap space. And they have a $5 million cap hold, or dead cap, rather, from the uh, Luol Deng stretch. So, <laughs> still eating that one. I don't even think he signed Luol Deng. I think uh, the person before, the GM before yeah, Luau Dang was, was, in the, that was was cool with Kobe. Yeah, the guy. No, I don't think. No, Palenka. Palenka just got in the office, though. Like, Did he? Yeah. It had to be, it had to be Jeannie Buss. I don't know who the hell the Lakers GM was. Before Palenka? I know Andrew Johnson was, like, the president of operations or whatever, but he didn't make the roster decisions to like, last year when he went on his rant about if he don't get two superstar here, he'll fucking – Resign, yeah, and he did. He got tired of the canceling comments and stuff like that. So, what else? The Magic is still here. Do you think Magic's doing now that they got AD? You think he want to come back? Or you think he could have stayed? Honestly, I don't think Magic Johnson get cares anymore. I think he's more focused on the Dodgers. Makes sense. There's nothing left in basketball. I mean, he still has the LA Sparks though. Does he? I didn't. Yeah, he does. I just he's on at most of their home games, so he has a he has you know he's got a. That's why it was hard. For him. He's got to keep up with the Lakers. He's got the WNBA team. You just can't do it all and be successful at all. You got to devote your time to one thing and make sure that's the best you can be at it. Yo, shout out to uh, Josh Hart uh, wearing the uh, Nova Pelicans uh, gear today. Yeah, Josh Hart's going to be a role player for going forward if he can 
continue to develop his shot making, his playmaking, and his defense. He could be like uh I don't know. Maybe like a a Norman Powell type of guy for the Raptors, except maybe be a little bit better shooting. That's kind of who he reminds me of. Ingram, of course, the ceiling you hope is floor. As long as he stays healthy, you hope is maybe Gordon Hayward. Uh, Lonzo Ball, ceiling. Either Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, uh, Rondo, one of those guys, floor. I I don't know. I would hope Jason Kidd, man. I mean, when Jason Kidd first came in the league, he was an he was an okay defender, not a great defender, couldn't shoot worth the shit, and he was a solid playmaker. Lonzo Ball's already an elite defender and high level playmaker, so I don't think I think he's a lot better than people want to give him credit for, and I think he has a very bright future. And now he actually gets to do hit what he's supposed to do because when he played with the Lakers with LeBron. Well, the first year, he battled a lot of injuries. Second year, he was pretty much healthy until the All-Star break. He played off the ball. Like, he's the last person you want playing off the ball because he has no skills when it comes to playing off the ball on offense. This is fascinating. You can even look back to his Hill Hill days. He was on the ball, and his brother just dominated off the ball. Uh, pretty much, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice, exciting uh, draft <laughs> draft night come Thursday. Uh, we we are we're gonna try to have a a draft lock for you guys very soon. Well, yeah, let's try to do that on Wednesday. I think Wednesday would probably be a good day because there's gonna be trades tomorrow and Tuesday. I'd be shocked if there wasn't at least one trade in one of those two days. And that'll shake up the order. So that way we could best bring y'all the most accurate mock we can because, I mean, obviously there's going to be draft day trades. There always is. But if we do a mock today and then, like, four trades happen, then our mock just literally is worthless. Yeah. Uh, obviously Zion's going number one. That's all you need to know. Yeah, Zion's going number one. So we're not even going to have somebody do number one. But the draft order is – we're going to do it like how we did it, uh, the discussion – Ramon, you're getting the number two pick. Troy, you're getting the number three pick. Uh, Jared, you're getting the number four. And then I'll get the number five. So just keep going in that order. Yep, and we'll just keep going in that order. So y'all study up. And y'all study up. Look at the bra- look at the mock drafts and see what that team needs. All right. Pelicans with 40 games next year, 40 minimum. Be happy with that. I mean, I think defensively, we're going to be top five defensively between Zion, Drew, and Lonzo. Those three right there, their their defensive plus minus is going to be through the roof. And when they play together, like honestly, I think there'll be a lot of games the Pelicans are winning, like almost the whole game, and then they'll end up losing in the fourth quarter because of shooting. Their defense is going to keep them in a lot of ball games. Yeah. I, I, I feel, I feel like Drew Holiday should be a, if he stays, he should definitely be our closer. But uh, Bradley Beal should also if Bradley Beal comes in, he's our closer. Ingram can definitely not be the closer. 
Yeah, I mean, Ingram could develop into the closer, but I think they need to focus him more on getting his health right and just focusing on 3 and D. Obviously, if a play breaks down and Drew kicks it to him, then it is what it is, but... Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to get Solomon Hill off the team. I'm tired of seeing that dude with no haircut, no lineup, scruffy beard. Dude looks like he lives in a cardboard box on Canal Street. <laughs> we got to move Stanley Johnson. Or we could keep him. I don't know. Frank Jackson. Man, hasn't done any. Frank Jackson is just a troll. Like a literal troll doll. <laughs> but I like this game. I think he can develop into a solid like ninth or tenth man off the bench type of contributor. He'd probably be like an off ball guard. I don't think he could be a Quinn Cook type of player. Yeah, exactly what I think he'll be. He could be. Quinn Cook pretty much he'll bring the ball up occasionally, he'll run run off screens, catch and shoot. Just basically get the ball in the basket type of player off the bench. Back in New Orleans tomorrow. All right, uh, that's a good way to uh, close yeah. it up. So, go ahead and close it out. Uh, any shout outs? Uh, shout out to Air Bud being one of the best movies of all time. All right, shout out to Air Bud. Shout out to Ramon for ghosting us for two weeks and then finally coming back. <laughs> I mean, I had no phone. I had no choice. Damn. I had a phone that was working, and then the screen got fucked up because I got chased by this dog on the way <laughs> to work. Old man gets bit on the ass by the pit bull, or whatever it was, the Rottweiler. And then I get up and I continue to, and then the owner was like, "Oh, you know, dogs think you're playing when you're what? right." <laughs> I want to throw. Yeah, it's some some old white guy. He had a big, he had a big ass. ass. Uh, Dalmatian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whoa! No Shout out to Ramon and Clearly, clearly hurt. Clearly, clearly hurt. You heard Dalmatian. You heard Dalmatian. <laughs> Whoa! Shout out to Airbud. <laughs> Whoa! Take. Take it easy, Riley Reed. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy, Rachel Demita. Take it easy. Dumb camera in the face, ass. All right, let's get out of here. Oh, <laughs> it is. Just to clarify for the last podcast, uh, Peyton List is 21. Fucking so Jared hasn't uh, have sound like a sex sex offender or. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like, we looking Whoa. at children like that? Whoa. Hi, my name is Chris Hansen. Why don't PG-13 for real. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> we, we got, got him. him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Payless is definitely uh, 21, so. Jared. 75 minutes. I knew that man in the NBA about to run it. The bill up. We took up like 28 minutes, so that's where all the time. <laughs> all right, next podcast. Next yeah, time. Much. Shout out to Airbud. Shout out to Airbud. Yep. To that definition.
All right. Peace out. See y'all on the next one. Yep.